0: Please welcome the liberator of the libido, Dr. Alex
1: Schiller! 98% of the human population is unfuckable. Don't be a part of the problem, be a part of the solution. Hello, my beautiful fuckable angels. My name is Dr. Alex Schiller, and I never sleep alone, unless I want to. I've had sexual intercourse with 3,198 people, and I'm going to help you have the romantic and exciting and sexually fulfilling life you have always wanted. As I say in Chapter one of my book, Never Sleep Alone, if you want to be an exceptional individual capable of seducing those you desire, you must have new experiences with no expectations. So, Chef Dario, tell us one new experience you had this week.
0: I set in my first uh, jazz jam this week.
1: You did? How was that?
0: It was great. You know, it's a very intimidating uh, uh, Community because it's they, they, there is a very specific uh, language and uh, so as a musician not being a mainly a jazz uh, player and I was what always do you play for the
1: listeners at home? Uh, I
0: play drums and
1: percussion. Very sexy. Did you get laid after the jam? Yeah. Hashtag I did also. Okay, Will from WeHo is typing asterisks. What's one new experience you had this week, Will from WeHo?
2: I went to a pottery class. I I'm, I decided I want to learn how to throw, and uh, it's not because of the super hot pottery teacher man,
1: sure. that's
2: not. definitely a positive. But I just feel like I've got all this creative energy and I'm not getting it out. So. Did you make
1: something? Did you actually I did. Successfully I, ma- make I, a made, bowl?
2: I made a vase. I don't get to see it until this week, but I'm going to go back and I'll get
1: my vase and I'll and I'll make something else. Well, I'm really proud of you and if it actually holds water, I'll buy it from you. Tom, <laughs> what is one new experience you had this week?
3: Well, I used one of Chef Dyer's recipes. Yeah. I had a really wonderful date and dessert because of him.
1: Well, I am nice. so happy for all of you. Uh, my new experience is I took myself camping alone in upstate New York, turned off my phone for 48 hours. I tried to catch and gut a fish because it's been a lifelong fantasy of mine to catch and gut and prepare my own fish. I did not catch a fish, but I did have a fine time sitting there drinking whiskey, actually took a cold plunge in the river naked, wrapped myself in a blanket, wore myself by the fire with more whiskey, bought some bacon from the farmer next door, had a rather... Innocent kiss and tickle with a local tractor salesman, it was a fine time. Today we have a celebrity guest joining us again, none other than the beautiful, magical singer, songwriter, and actress Nomi Ruiz, who I've been a fan and friend of for years, and she actually broke boundaries as the first Latinx trans woman to perform on prestigious worldwide stages while she was fronting new disco troupe Hercules and Love Affair. She's also released many albums under Jessica Six, Check out all her incredible work at nomiruiz.com. I do hope you're all wearing something that makes you feel beautiful, sipping on something that feels good on your tongue and awakens your soul. I am coming at you today from our studio in Midtown, Manhattan, New York City, and I'm actually wearing the woman I hooked up with last night's clothes because we got to talking this morning on her terrace about architecture and I did not have time to go home. I can tell. You can tell what?
0: I can tell this is not the usual style But is it, it works working? On you Is it yeah. working?
1: Well, She's a rather tall Swedish woman and her jeans are long on me So I rolled them energy. up Yeah, yeah, yeah And uh, We're not the same shoe size So I'm wearing the same Jimmy Choo's I had on last night And
0: You know, you have that sexy energy When you, you, know, you wake up scruffing And you just throw something on and
1: yeah, I love it. There's there's yeah, no and, and such and thing as That's, a walk there is of shame. About it. it is a saunter of power. But I, I did drink way too much last night. So can you make me a coffee, Chef Dario, per favore? A coffee, an espresso, you mean? Espresso. Mm. doppio, per favore. All right, the coffee's on the way. My new friend Annika's T-shirt smells like an Abba song, and we are ready for our first caller. Hannah from Boston. Hannah, what are you wearing? What are you drinking? And what can we do for you?
4: Hi, um, I'm wearing my red lingerie dress. I'm drinking wine alone in my room
1: a red lingerie dress yeah i
0: don't think i've ever seen a lingerie dress
1: describe this lingerie dress
4: it's it's lacy it's short it's really comfy is it Uh, something you could wear to the whole
1: foods or is this only for home use
4: oh i can i can still wear this out in whole foods
1: all right well what can we do for you I keep attracting
4: men who want to hook up. I don't know how they can take me more seriously.
1: Well, maybe don't go to the Whole Foods in the red lingerie dress.
0: No, do it, do it. (laughs) Keep doing it.
1: All right, well, what is it that you want? Well,
4: I want... I think I want to go on like cute dinner date as well as just hooking up is fun. But also Uh. I want someone to take me out on a date.
1: All right. And where are you meeting these men that just want to hook up with you?
4: Just online, like online dating or Instagram.
1: And what's your profile say?
4: It just says, I'm looking for someone to take me out on a date.
1: All right, but yet you're ending up at their house. Right. (laughs) So you're telling them that it is okay. Yeah, sure, I'll come over to your house. You need to be a little more specific with your desires. And maybe you should define it in steps on your profile. Step one, you pick an amazing place you want to take me to dinner. Step two, We go to dinner. Step three, we see if we have chemistry or not. Step four, dot, dot, dot.
5: Well,
4: okay, the problem is they do bring me out for the first day, and then after that, it's the same thing. I just keep ending up in their house.
1: Well, you can end up at somebody's house without having sex with them. I think you just need to be very clear. Look. I'm a sexual person. I'm a sensual person, but I'm doing things a little differently now. And I am not going to have sex with you for 30 days because I'm doing an experiment. (laughs) And just see what they say and see who wants to stick around for that. See who's up to the challenge. And by you declaring that, you can say you're doing it for a school project or you can say you're part of an anonymous celibacy study, (laughs) but see who wants to stick around for that. And by setting that rule, even though it's a fake rule, You've already weeded out people, and you know whoever's hanging out with you is into more than hooking up. And then it's gonna be a real big surprise when your horny ass on date three is like, finger me, please. Might be an aggressive weeding out. It works. You know, sometimes I tell people I'm a virgin just to see. Just to see what they can do without sticking it in. Right. So,
0: but so why do you think they're not taking you out on more dates? Because uh, maybe, how old are these people? Maybe they're like, maybe it's too expensive for them or they just uh, are lazy?
4: Um, I think it's, I think they might be both. I think they might be broke and like a starving artist. So you have a type. Yes, I have a type.
0: If the sex is really good, are they making efforts to like create the romantic value of a date outside at a place? in their home or is just come over We fuck let's go
4: it used to be you know like we would go to the first and then they would cook me dinner and then now it's just constantly like okay just come
6: over
1: say I don't want to come over say I don't know you I don't want to go over to your house you have to articulate your desires if you want other people to fulfill them just say look I might come to your house one day but first date we're going to go out and you can supply ideas too and if money is an issue Mm -hmm. you can say let's get a can of beer and people watch on a bench Mm -hmm. Heterosexual men love a challenge. Just say, I want some more erotic creativity in my life. Listen, at the end of the day, you've got the whole, you've got the power. They want to stick it in there. Also, how old are these guys that you're dating? How old are you as well?
4: Um, I I am 24, but... I, I date people from my age to about 35. Go
1: nice. over 35. That's another thing, by the way. Right. Okay. Don't be afraid to clearly articulate your desires, but you need to define them for yourself first. So I want you to write them down in the journal. I want this, this, and this, and this. Mm-hmm. And then put it on your profile, but put it in a playful way. Don't make it sound like, give me this, this, and this, and this, or I don't want you. Just put, here's the ideal night for me. Here's the ideal second night for me. And if you don't want to go to their house, just say, you know what? Let's get a little creative. Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You can, you know, if these are people that are, if these are cool men who are just gotten lazy about it because they know they can get good sex. And I imagine that the sex is good for both. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, just tell them that you like to fuck, but also no. adopt you like
1: to- this NSA principle. WTF, <laughs> wait to fuck. And you can even say, you know, listen, there's plenty of things we can do, but I just do not have intercourse with someone unless I really have feelings for them. And I don't know if I have feelings for you yet, but uh, you can see if Mike Latouris has feelings for you. Get down there, buddy. G-D-A-G-H. Go down or go home. <laughs> Hannah, we actually have someone in the spank bank who wants to give you a little bit of advice. Greta from Bellinas. <gasps> is this gangbang, Greta? It is. Greta before you give Hannah the advice I want to ask you did you get your pregnant gangbang fantasy fulfilled Uh,
5: of course
1: (laughs) okay and you had the baby
5: I did I did have the baby you
1: had a healthy baby oh my god great who cares I want to hear about the gangbang okay so um
5: I did take your advice so I started with a threesome okay so one of the guys was Uh, like a former lover of mine that we just connected on a lot at Instagram. And I was like, do you have a friend?
1: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) my God. You must have made his frickin' year.
5: (laughs) And so he had a friend um, that I met beforehand. You know, we discussed, uh, you know, what my boundaries were and what we wanted it to look like. I felt safe, so we did that. Did you get tested? Yes, everybody was tested. Good girl. Thank you. Thanks to your advice. And so then after that, I was like, okay. Step one complete, let's do step two, which was five guys. That's reasonable. So I got the two from my threesome, and then they had, like, one of them had a friend, and then I got some other guys from Adult Friend Finder, and then we all talk together i'm so proud
1: of you you're like a real pro please tell me you took my advice about not doing it at your house
5: yes absolutely i rented out a hotel it was this gorgeous suite like in midtown it was like great
1: was it a fulfillment of the gangbang fantasy you had in your head
5: i am happy that i did it because i got to check it off the list but i have to say after like two hours (laughs) i was like kind of over it
0: (laughs) but two hours is up
1: (laughs) yeah Uh, that that always happens to me in group sex situations it's like ah and you want to be a generous lover so you want everyone to come
5: yeah exactly exactly I felt like obligated to make sure everybody was having a good time everybody came but like after two hours I had like had my quota (laughs) and I wanted to be done everybody was really great and like you know I felt really safe But I don't think I'm ever going to do that again.
1: All right. Or if you do set a timer, say, fellas, you got one hour. Let's go. All right. I'm so happy. I'm so happy you got what you wanted, Greta. And I'm so happy you had a healthy baby. What is your advice for Hannah?
5: I don't think that it's whether you sleep with a guy soon or whether you sleep with a guy later. I was so surprised with what happened to me once I really became comfortable with myself and really building a life for me. Like, I felt like the second... That I told myself I was ready to have a baby by myself, that I wanted to have the sexual fantasies of my life and do build the life the way that I wanted, all of a sudden, this like perfect guy showed up for me. and i don't I don't think that you can fake that kind of independence. Mm-hmm. So I think my advice is to just really focus on making a serious relationship with yourself first, truly, independently. And I think everything else will fall into place. And it's not about when you have sex with them or when you don't have sex with them. Just do what you want for you. At least that's what I found for me.
1: I think that is very true. And as I say in the book, Never Sleep Alone, you have got to write your own fairy tale independent of other people if you want people to want to be a part of your story. So are you dating someone now?
5: I am. And uh, (laughs) it's actually my old lover's friend from The Three Thumbs.
1: Wait a minute, you're dating threesome guy number two?
5: Yes, I am. I am. So wait,
1: did you guys start dating before the gangbang? No, after. He was in the gangbang too? Yeah,
5: he was in the gangbang too. And then after, he asked me out, like, one-on-one. And so I was like, sure. That's sweet. We had, I mean, we really had great chemistry from the very beginning. We just hit it off so well, and I think he was sort of attracted to my... I don't give a fuck now.
1: I don't give a fuck. I get five fucks.
5: Exactly.
1: Greta, I mean, this is, this is a perfect great. example of someone writing their own fairy tale and getting as many happy endings as they want. All right, Greta, I think that's wonderful advice. Thank you so much, and I'm thank so happy for you, and congrats on the baby and the boyfriend yeah, and everything. Thank
7: you.
5: Thank you. And thank you so much for your advice. I like really, 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 really appreciate it. Anytime,
1: you gorgeous angel. All right, Hannah, we got to wrap this up. Listen, define what you want. Mm-hmm. Define it for yourself. Define it on the apps. Set some rules and follow them until you want to break them. Stay bold. Stay beautiful. Stay fuckable. Thank you. Tim from Fresno. What are you wearing? What are you drinking? And what can we do for you?
8: I am currently wearing pink pants with hearts on them. Ooh. <laughs> I'm currently drinking my water.
1: Hydrating, proud of you.
8: <laughs> my question was I'm currently dating Tavia, my girlfriend, who I've been dating for four months. She's a sex worker. And while at the beginning of our relationship, I didn't give much thought to it, as we're becoming a little closer and a little bit more emotionally attached, I find it a little difficult. I was just checking in. Uh, seeking for advice, how I can uh, stop it from getting in the way, and just how I can become the best partner.
1: Okay, well, this is wonderful. This is wonderful that you're asking all these questions about how you can be a good partner to her, but also protect your feelings. May I ask what kind of sex work she does?
8: Uh, prostitution.
1: Okay, so she's she's an
8: escort? Escort.
1: Okay, great. All right. Well, we've got a lot of people on the panel who either are sex workers or who have dated sex workers. And I think the thing to understand is, you know, she's a person too. And I don't know if you guys have discussed her work and how she feels about it, but I think that that's something that that I'd like to get into in a minute. But first of all, Chef Dario, have you ever dated a sex worker?
0: Yes, I have. of, uh, Of various kinds. Um... I found them uh, well in my case it was always something that I you know that we acknowledged uh, that we never really talk about it sometimes but we wouldn't we never really approach it as uh, uh, a something that we need to talk extra about to be on some kind of uh, so agreement So you never
1: felt jealous insecure
0: No 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 also also and uh, um, I, I was never in a monogamous relationship so I guess that would be like a a step that I'm not familiar with I would I was dating them they were my lovers you know lovership is my favorite relationship so I was always very you know in a very open lovership with these people so yeah that was that would have been off the table. I, I I would have I would have assumed that they were seeing other people, whether they were sex workers or not.
1: Right now, Tim, are you in a monogamous relationship with your lovely sex worker girlfriend?
8: I am in a monogamous relationship.
0: So what what is exactly that uh, that worries you about about her being a sex worker?
8: I feel like I didn't really think ahead of like the problems and that's a mistake that i made and at times i do find it difficult to sort of separate my feelings from what she has to do for a living and i respect her i respect sex worker it's just i'm finding a difficult time sort of adjusting to this and i wouldn't want to lose this person either because she's been very supportive in every single way tim
1: i've got one of my dear friends from chicago in the spank bank today and is actually one of the most sought-after high-end call girls if i can call you that among the other things does in her life and i was just wondering if you could um give tim some advice on this as someone who who does work within the sex industry and does like to maintain monogamous relationships outside of your work
6: um i would say that if you really care about the person then you could start thinking of new ideas to replace the income streams. Um, And if she's not open to that idea, if she really enjoys what she does, then just to remember that it's just a job. But I think if you really, really cared about the person, you could just think of different income streams to replace the income and then maybe that
1: would fall off. I think that is really good advice. I mean, do you have you talked to your partner, Tim, about whether she likes her job or not?
8: I haven't. The only time we addressed it was at the beginning of the relationship. And since we did that then... I don't really want to overstep my boundaries when it comes to telling her what to do or what I think is right, what I think would be an appropriate income stream for her, and I want to keep that in mind.
1: I think that's wonderful that you're being so mindful of this, but understand, if you follow advice you're not telling her what to do you're asking her you're beginning the dialogue with do you like working in this profession how do you feel about it you know is this something that you got into based on a passion because it was an option you wanted to explore for yourself as a means of income or did you get into this out of desperation you're asking the question and you're letting her provide the answer and if the answer is no I do this because I'm really good at it and I love it. And I like making money in this way. Or, you know what? I really do want to transition out of this. And if that's her answer, I do want to transition out of this. I don't know how. Then you two can work as a couple to figure out what else could she be passionate about? And what else could she be good at?
0: Well, I, I guess I guess what I'm interested in uh, is understanding whether do you think there is inherently something wrong or something that, you know, there is uh, sexually is a thing that shouldn't be done. So is it, is it that problem or is it just a problem of jealousy? And you personally... Have a hard time uh, dealing with it.
8: I I just feel like I have uh, some sort of jealousy, separating my own feelings from all of it, and and I find it like really difficult. Because it's my very first time dating a sex worker. Yeah, and this is is totally a
1: a normal feeling. I think you need to talk to her about it. I think you need to talk to her about why she got into it, why she still does it, if she loves it, what does she feel when she's with a client? Because having that conversation might make you feel better about it. I have a lot of friends who work within the sex industry in various capacities. And for a lot of them, you know, they're not particularly sexual people. It's just something they happen to be good at. They happen to like making money and they happen to like making people happy, but they don't really feel any sexual connection or any physical connection with their clients. It's a way for them to check out, make some money, And just focus on the other things in their lives will make it as much money as possible as quickly as possible and making someone else happy. So I think a lot of your insecurity might come from the fact that you don't know how she feels about her work and you don't know how she feels about her client. And maybe she'd like to have that conversation with you. And having that conversation will let you know, hmm, is this something that I want to continue with? Is this something that I do need to get out of because she feels this way about it and I'm never going to feel cool with that? Or is this something that she and I can work on together to help her transition to a different profession?
6: I would go into it with asking questions like, are you happy? Like I wouldn't just start off with like, okay, let's start replacing your income streams. Because sometimes I do realize some people just get into this situation because it landed in their lap or they were in a tough spot one time and the opportunity presented itself. And then somehow you just get into that work and it's not really something that you enjoy. You're not even for sure how you got there, but it the money's coming in. So mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's what I'm saying. Maybe she really likes it and that's okay. And he just has to learn that it's just a job or talk to the person and say, do you, do you like this? Find out what they think. I think if somebody came to me and, and I was like, yeah, I've kind of been wanting to get out of it. I just didn't know how the money was there. And somebody came and said, well, let me help you. Let's think of it together. Let's think of other options or whatever. That's like, that's a sign of love.
1: You know? hmm Yeah, I think is right. Start it with the conversation. Start yeah. by asking the question. Are you happy with the work you're doing? And then, once she answers that question, take it from there. Step by step by step.
8: Thank you very much for your help.
1: Thank you very much, Tim, good luck. Have the conversation. And then you can decide. You know, you'll get to know where her head is, and that'll help you know where your head is. And together, y'all can figure this out. Stay bold, stay beautiful, stay fuckable. Today in the NSA Mailbag, we have a question from a listener for a listener. This question is for Will. Will from WeHo, congratulations, people care about you. And a listener wants to know, what is the wildest hookup you've ever had?
2: Oh. Palm Springs 1998 Uh, it was just after the white party that I thought was a total bomb because I didn't you know score and I was walking back to my hotel room and this truckload of migrant farm workers whistled at me and pulled over and I jumped into the back of the truck with them 42 hours later I could barely walk
1: this is not a real story. This is the plot of White Party 7. No, really. Will from Oh, I hope that actually happened. No, that happened. did happen. But-
2: I know it's hard to believe, but it did happen. And I had the most magical time. All, all of them tops- which we, when does that happen? <laughs> now We know when you're does, lying. No, I'm serious. <laughs> when does that happen? All of them uncut, but but recently bathed. It was it was an amazing experience.
1: <laughs> I really hope that happened to you. And if not, it's a fabulous fantasy for all of us. Thank you, Will, from WeHo, and thank you all for sending in your questions to the Never Sleep Alone Mailbag. Teresa, hello Teresa, what are you wearing, what are you drinking and what can we do for you?
3: Hello, Um, right now I'm wearing a maroon jumpsuit that my roommate bought for me, Um, that's a little too small but still cute. I'm calling in on my lunch break from work, so I can't be drinking anything fun, and besides talking to you right now, I was doing my eyeshadow.
1: All right. I love this. You are multitasking, and you're calling us on your lunch break, so let's get right to it. What can we do for you?
3: Um, Just for some context, um, I'm non-binary, but transfem. I started my transition in 2018 for most of that time. I've been in, like two different long-term monogamous relationships. Um, Now I'm getting back into more just like general dating. I'm not looking to have like one primary partner or anything. And that's kind of made me realize that I, even though I've been transitioning for a while, I've not really gotten the practice with communicating with new people um, about like how I want to date and how I want to have sex, like especially as a trans person. Before with these two long-term partners, we just build that trust and communication over a long period of time. And now, you know, I'm going on a bunch of first dates. Um, and having to have these conversations often when I'm dating someone new, if they're really interested right off the bat in they're a cis person, I can't help but wonder, is this person a chaser, you know, or do they have some other reason that they're really interested in dating a trans person? Or
1: maybe they're just interested in you because you're hot and fabulous.
3: Yeah. And I, I do know that I think, you know, sometimes or maybe most of the time it is going to be that they're interested in me. but. I also, you know, there are people out there who specifically want to date trans people. The last person I was with, I just asked her straight up, like, how many trans people have you dated before me? She said one. And I was like, okay, you know what? That's a fine number. That would sound like a chaser to me. Um, but it's something that's on my mind.
1: All right. There are times when someone's not a chaser. It just so happens that they happen to meet a lot of trans people in their life and they happen to be attracted to those people as humans. But I am not a trans woman. I do not know what you're going through. But I want you to talk to my dear friend, Nomi Ruiz, who's in our spank bank today as an expert on this. Nomi, what you got?
9: Yes. As a woman with trans experience, I definitely understand what you're going through and where you're coming from. And I think, you know, as trans people as femmes we have we're constantly dancing with our shame you know throughout our entire lives and we have to navigate you know how to deal with that and where to place it and how to interact with other people especially intimately and I think we have to also be aware of our own internalized transphobia it's easy very easy to project that onto others and limit the way we connect with others you know I personally think people that only desire trans people I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I know a lot of people who are exclusively trans amorous. And I think, you know, trans people, we're beautiful. We're we're super desirable. We're, We're sexy as fuck. Like, people should desire us. And I don't put any stigma on those who only date trans people. On the other end, I do understand wanting to sort of gauge people's level of shame. There are people that are sort of ashamed of... Their attraction to trans people, and that's what you need to be aware of. They're they're ashamed of it, but then they still want to have access to our bodies and fetishize us as femmes. We have a deep intuition that we constantly have access to, and we need to just like turn that on when we're dating. You know, I think it's important to date in public at first always, because that just is a quick way to make sure they're not ashamed. There are people that want to just come straight to your door, just have, bring a bottle of wine and cut to the chase, which is which is fun too. But for I think for trans people, especially femmes, we need to be a little wary of
1: that. 100%. And I think as women, we often um, don't have the courage or the voice to articulate our ever-changing desires when we're in a more casual situation. And I think you just need to find that voice. Can you tell me some of the encounters you've had where you feel like those partners weren't, weren't giving you what you wanted?
3: Like the longer-term relationships I mentioned earlier they were both cis, but then over the course of the relationship came to identify as non-binary and had been kind of having these feelings for a while. And it kind of made me feel that there was, you know, part of them where they wanted to start dating me and we did have a genuine connection, but also it was related to the fact that, you know, they saw themselves in me. And I think, you know, the relationship was a way to help them explore their own gender. Not have anything against them for doing that, but it's also not something I really want to repeat because... I guess part of me just doesn't like the idea that someone would start a relationship because I'm trans. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. And I don't think it was a conscious decision they made, but also it's something I'm not trying to have. Right? And, you know, I think it might have to do more with, like you said, that internalized shame of like, oh, this person's so interested in me. If they're that interested in me, does that mean that they have to be a chaser or something? Instead of, you know, just being able to accept, oh... They just really like me. Like, they're just having fun with me.
1: Yeah, so you need to get past that mental and emotional block. But I want to know on a physical level, are they pleasing you?
3: That's actually another thing I wanted to talk about. Like, a few days ago, I went on a date with a non-binary person, and, you know, the sex we had was good. I feel like the communication was easy. But then I've been having issues when I'm having sex with cis women where I think they're worried about communication because I think they kind of have this anxiety of, like, saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing. That would make me feel dysphoric or make me feel upset. They're normally like very cautious to touch my dick.
1: And you want them to touch your dick?
3: I do, yeah. I don't really get dysphoria from that. At okay. Least.
1: Well, you need to use your words then.
3: Yeah, so I, I, I do. But then hang the up. I have is I think, you know, I've consumed, you know, so much like turf propaganda just out in the world. There is this part of me that feels like it's not something they're already seeming like they want to do There's this from my brain that's being like, well, if I ask them to do that, what if I'm, you know, pressuring them to having kind of sex they don't want to have.
1: Right. And that is wonderful that you are conscious of that and that you want consent from your partner. I think you need to communicate your desires and say, I'm curious if you would be into touching my dick, because if you're Into it, I'd be into it. You can start by asking them what they're into and then communicating your desires too.
3: Yeah, no, I think that does make a lot of sense. And, you know, maybe just something like over practice, I'll stop having that anxiety. Yeah, consistently I've had this thought in my head that's like, You should wait for them to want to because you don't want to pressure them.
1: Right. And I I think, Um, you know, maybe they're feeling the same thing about you, though. And it sounds like mm -hmm. you said you picked up on that where they're not quite sure how to touch you and how to relate to you. So I think if you're the one who can kind of lead that conversation with asking them what they desire and then sharing your desires, it's going to make the experience better for everyone.
3: Yeah, no, definitely. That makes makes a lot of sense.
1: Nomi, do you have anything that you want to add to that
9: For me, I like to communicate not during sex, you know, but like over dinner or drinks or just make it funny and fun, you know, instead of putting all this like making it so serious and this this intense pressure on figuring each other's bodies out because it's sensitive for you know everyone involved sort of pre-planning i think the more you know about each other before you even get into the bedroom and before you know you're hot and heavy the lighting's perfect it it breaks the ice and it makes others feel super comfortable to then express what their desires are what they're comfortable with and what their boundaries are
1: yeah you can have a fun game of never have i ever you know never have i ever wanted someone at this table to touch my dick later if we hook up (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think Nomi's right. You know, you approach it with a sense of humor, get to know each other, talk about those things out of bed, and then take it to the bedroom. And then I think once you're in the bedroom, continue communicating those things, and you can do it in a hot way. It's hot to ask questions. It's I love it when people say to me, do you want me to touch your asshole? Do you want me to touch your dick? Do you want me? What do you want? What do you want in this moment? Asking someone what they want and then sharing what you want is a great way to build communication, to build trust, and to get off.
3: Yeah, that sounds wonderful. And especially I, I do really like the idea of doing it beforehand um, because I think that would root around my anxiety of like asking it in the moment and making them feel some sort of pressure because we can talk about it in a situation where, you know, we're just closer on and we're just chatting in public. I won't be worried about creating that pressure.
1: 100%. And remember, no matter how your date identifies they're on a date. They're nervous, not just because of who you are and how you identify and who they are and how they identify, but because you're two human beings who don't know each other. So have fun with it and communicate openly.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And actually, I feel like leads into something else I was wondering about, which is because of like the hormones, I cannot get hard without taking like um, Viagra, Cialis. And because I'm just kind of like nervous bottoming I can't do it without poppers um and of course those are two things that you cannot combine
1: 100 percent. yeah very dangerous if
3: I wait until we get back to their place or my place and wait until we start having sex and then find out whether you know they want me to top or bottom you know if interested in either of those things at all like I am and I'm happy to do whichever they are more interested in but often by the time, you know, if we get back to their place, they start hooking up and then it's like, oh, I, you know, figure they want me to top them. It's kind of too late for me to take the Viagra because at least for me, it takes a bit to kick in.
1: Again, something that should be brought up during drinks. And you can do this with a fun game. You can do two truths and a lie. Mm-hmm. I need to take Viagra if I want to top. I need to take poppers if <laughs> I want to bottom. I am not first. Which one's the lie? <laughs> you know what I mean? I really think that this is something that should come up also before taking it to the bedroom, just so everybody's ready once you get there.
9: I think the goal is to just be like not in your head, in the bed.
1: 100%. And just have fun with it. It doesn't have to be clinical. It can be fun, sexy, exploratory. Use your words. Find your orgasm. Yeah,
3: that 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 makes a lot of sense to I me. Mean, I think the last day I was on, I like in a joking way brought up like, oh, like, you know, I can't bottom about poppers, can't talk about Viagra just kind of a tell a funny story and then you know they later in the date mentioned to me that they like to be topped and I was like oh okay yeah now I can I can go into the bathroom in pop a Viagra and i went back to their place and I was ready
1: amazing and by the way that's a really succinct and humorous way to say it and it lets people know exactly where you are and inspires them to open up about what they want and what they're going through
8: yeah
1: yeah all right I want to talk to you more so please write to me at DrAlex at com. fill out the word doctor let us know how it goes stay bold stay beautiful Stay
0: Doing it with Dario. Good morning. You just had a fantastic night and you have somebody very sexy and very special in your bed and you really feel like they deserve something extra this morning. What are you going to do? Don't worry, I'm here. A beautiful, simple, healthy, and sexy fruit salad. What are you going to look for in a fruit salad, you ask? Contrast of colors, simplicity, the right dresser, and the right garnishment. Here is my top suggestion. Blueberry and papaya. You garnish it with some brown sugar, a squeeze of lemon, and a of mint.
1: Shane from Chicago. You are on the NSA podcast. What are you wearing? What are you drinking? And what can we do for you?
7: Wearing some jeans with a red shirt. What am I drinking? A gallon of water right now.
1: A gallon of water. <laughs> did you just finish a workout?
7: Uh, Yeah, I actually did. I went for a run this morning.
1: Oh, would you like to take off your shirt just so you can glory in that body that you're building?
7: I probably should. It's a little hot in here
1: only if you want to shane it's up to you i'll hold while you take it off if if you want to
7: it's already off it's already up
1: oh i can hear it in your voice all right shane what can we do for you
7: okay so the issue i have is um the women i used to get intimidated by um the women who i thought were out of my league now i get these women i sleep with these women and once i sleep with them i get bored go on to the next thing and like that's the problem i'm having right now is because before before i realized who i was before i realized what i had to offer um i like i would never go for these women i would be intimidated by them i'd be like wow i'm, I'm never like i'm never going to aspire never going to aspire to get these women and then all of a sudden when i started focusing on myself when i started to love who i am all of a sudden i get these women and i'm just like Oh, I'm bored. I'm like, damn, do I have a problem or... It
1: might just be that you've fallen in love with yourself and you don't got room for anyone else right now. But hold on, pansexual Paul, he has something he'd like to say to you. So uh, what advice do you have for Shane?
10: Hi, Shane. It sounds like maybe you really wanted to prove something to yourself more than anything else. And now that you've proven it, you're not really clear on what you want.
7: Hmm.
0: Okay. Also, so what is this uh, like? What, is, what are the crucial elements of this uh, self that you embraced and that you are now owning?
7: Who I became in my life is who I always wanted to become, and that's a very compassionate, a very smart person, um, very caring. Like I, I realize how much power I have nowadays. Like um, two weeks ago, this guy he wanted me to smash his wife for money and I was going to do it but I was looking at the the gentleman and I was like oh I feel so bad for him like it feels like it feels like he's just adjusting to his wife in fact, he really doesn't want this. So Don't feel
1: really bad, bad for him, honey. Yeah, exactly. He That's knows what, what he thing. wants. And furthermore, <laughs> he's in a loving relationship with someone. And he's got so much to give that he's willing to give her you. All right. Now, you want what he has. Don't feel bad for him. You want intimacy. You want a long-term partnership. And it sounds like you're not finding it. And you're just smashing, smashing, smashing and getting bored and moving on to the next thing. Right?
8: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so now you used to chase these women. You thought that you wouldn't get them. Mm-hmm. Now you can get them, yeah. but you're not interested in them anymore. Yeah, yeah. So what kind of woman would you be interested in?
7: You know what? Um, very like very mature woman. A woman. A woman who likes to communicate. N- none of that. None of that kitty stuff. No. No kitty stuff. Let Let's talk about things. And if you don't like something, tell me. Don't keep it to yourself. Also, being honest with me, being upfront. Don't Don't be around the bush. Be up front.
1: Okay, well, then I think you need to practice what you preach, buddy. Where are you meeting these exactly. women? You meeting them on the apps? We're, you meeting them in person?
7: No, no. What's crazy, uh, I'm so glad I'm talking to you guys. What's crazy is that I used to meet these women at the club. I would meet these women from back from high school. I would meet these women um, random places. I'd be in the store. But now that I know who I am, now that I know what abilities I have, now... Now, if I see an attractive woman, I'll go for her, and she says no, on to the next one. Nowadays, I will meet women at Starbucks. I will meet women um, when I go to L. When I go to L. A. Uh, when I go to when I go to Chicago. When, I go to
1: when you were growing up, do you have an ugly duckling syndrome? Do you think that you weren't hot enough for women?
7: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know so what? so did I. All yeah, right, I, and then all of a sudden, you're hot, and people want to fuck you, and you're just like, damn, how many can I get?
7: Yeah, it's cr- it's crazy. It is crazy. I, I understand. Bald. I went bald. <laughs> Yeah. And you got a little
1: well bit of a God life. complex. And then God yeah, got yeah. bored and God wants somebody to play with now. So, what you got to find is your, mm. you got to find your own humility, which it sounds like you know that. But you need to articulate mm. what you want for yourself. And then you need to do what you say you want women to do. And you need to be straight up. Mm. You need to, if you're dating on the apps, you need to put that on your profile. You need to lead with that. Like, I was a player I crushed a lot and now I'm looking for something real. With someone real who wants to be real with me. Put
7: out the intentions. I like that. I like that.
0: When I was in a similar situation, I realized that uh, I was doing it because uh, th- I had other things in my life that I didn't want to deal with, and uh, and mm. uh, being with a lot of women was a great way to y- y- consume a lot of time and uh, get a lot of uh, a- affirmation, self-affirmation through means of uh, sexual accomplishment, and uh, I was just mm. procrastinating doing something else that I needed to do with my life.
7: And ah okay, okay yeah i mean do you feel um, like
1: you are accomplishing those non-sexual things in your life that you want to accomplish
7: when you guys ask what do you realize what do you what do you see um doing these things and what i now what i see is this whole time i've been limiting myself and then i, I need to stop limiting myself and so now um what i'm realizing is that i can do any that that's the answer i'm getting that's what i'm realizing about myself that i can do I
1: think you gotta decide what you want, and go for what you want, and if you don't want to have these empty sexual encounters anymore, WTF, buddy, wait to fuck until you get to know someone and decide, you know what, this person might not bore me after I smash them. And then smash them, and smash them right, and make sure you give them at least five mind-blowing orgasms for putting up with your God-complex ass, understand?
7: understood
1: understood all right stay bold stay beautiful stay fuckable Hell yeah. Bye. so back by popular demand it's time for a little sex term test we like to call what the fuck and today's what the fuck is very special Since he's been so good at giving relevant, concise advice lately, I've decided to let Will from WeHo administer the test. Hello, Will from WeHo. Hi, Dr. Alex. Thank you for letting me do this. I'm so excited.
2: I've been doing lots of research.
1: Well, this is all yours today. I'm going to have a coffee. Take it away, Will from WeHo. Thank you, Dr. Alex. Today's What the
2: Fuck is very special because contestant number one is one of the hottest and most sexually knowledgeable people you've ever had on the show, Dr. Alex. And we in the NSA community all know him and love him as Pansexual Paul. Woohoo!
10: I am so excited. I am primed and fluffed and ready to go.
2: (laughs) Good, because the stakes are high today, Paul. The loser of today's what the fuck has to buy the winner a round trip plane ticket to anywhere in the world they want to go. And the winner must take the trip within 30 days. Do you agree to these terms, Paul? I do. I can't wait to go back to Barcelona. Damn, Will
1: from WeHo, you're good at this. I'm going to let you do this all the time. (laughs) <laughs>
2: Thanks Dr. Alex.
1: I'm glad that you said that, Paul, because
2: contestant number 2 also has a vast bank of sexual knowledge. Also happens to be pansexual and also happens to have countless deliciously diverse sexual experiences because contestant number 2 is none other than Dr. Alex Schiller. Oh my
1: god. Are you
8: serious? <laughs> <The crowd comes laughs>
1: Oh, well, no. oh God, I didn't, I didn't know either, all right. I didn't know either. This is this is, one, this is one what the fuck that I may actually lose against pansexual Paul. I don't know. Ooh,
10: well, you know, Dr. Alex, I've been waiting to get some one-on-one time with you. Oh, well,
1: me okay, too. Okay, well, let's let the games begin. All right, okay, let's Dr. do it. Okay, Dr. Alex,
2: you're going first.
1: I'm going first, okay. The sex
2: term is
1: sexorcism. Sexorcism. What does sexorcism A sexorcism could be having sex with someone who is possessed in an attempt to drive out the devil. And I have performed a few of those sexorcisms in my lifetime. Um, But it's also more commonly known in an urban sense as the act of having intercourse with somebody in order to move on from your ex. That's like the basic bitch sex. Ding,
2: ding, ding. That um, is correct, Dr. Alex. Good job.
1: One point for me, pansexual Paul, if you want to raise the stakes, we can. I'm
10: raising already.
1: And good luck, pansexual Paul,
2: because this next one might be a little difficult. The word is post-boned. Post-boned. What is a person when they are post-boned?
10: Oh, well, it's when you've made plans to hang out with your friends or whatever, but then you just had... Such intense coitus that you're just not going to be able to make it. And you have to postpone the plans.
1: Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Very good. I'm postponing the rest of this wow. recording session. To just <laughs> fuck pansexual Paul for being so knowledgeable. I'm getting so hot
2: Harry, and pansexual Paul talk about boning.
1: Pansexual Paul's a true Renaissance man.
2: Okay, you guys, it's one to one. This is unbelievably close. Dr. Alex, what
1: is truffle butter? Oh, truffle butter. Truffle butter. As Julia Child once said, truffle butter, it's a lot like anal. If you did a semester abroad, you're totally into it. Okay. It's basically a sexual slang for uh, the secretions left on a woman after anal and then vaginal sex. That is truffle butter. So it's it's a mixture of these sexual fluids that one can slather across a woman when the uh, counters is through or on a pause. Ding, 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 Dr. Alex.
10: I'd have that on toast.
1: It is truffle season, (laughs)
2: Paul, so where are we meeting? Okay, the next term is for pansexual Paul. What does the term Netflix and chill mean? It's
1: something that neither Paul nor I would ever do, by the way. Well, I was about to
10: say it's for the very unimaginative It's a coded way of saying that you want to hang out in front of a a television and maybe bang your genitals together without having to pay too much attention to each other instead watch some moving colors on a screen. It's what people often say when they they want to hook up, but they don't want to say it directly. Do you want to come over for Netflix and chill? Incredibly low effort. Incredibly low effort. Ding, ding,
2: ding. That was way too easy for you. It was. But good job anyways. Low hanging
1: fruit. Pansexual Paul, do you want to come over? We can sideways 69. And then after we've had many mind blowing orgasms, we can watch a David Attenborough documentary. That sounds beautiful. All right. First, I need to win this sex term test. <laughs> Go ahead, Will from WeHo. Okay, Doctor Alex, what is
2: master weight? What does the term? masterweight mean?
1: It's basically uh, weights that one puts on their forearms, usually while they're jerking off, but I thought it would be good for Chef Dario to wear on his arms while he's hand-whipping the whipped cream that he puts on our various desserts. It's going to make those forearms nice and big like Popeye. Chef Dario, you want some masterweights for Christmas?
0: In Italy, masterweight is a maneuver in which the uh, BDSM relationship gets turned over, and all of a sudden, the master...
2: Wait. Well, I hate to inform you that you're both wrong. <laughs> masturbating is when you're waiting for your porn on your computer to buffer in the middle of masturbating.
10: Oh my God, what is this? Nineteen ninety-eight?
2: Are you got you got your dial in AOL still,
1: Will from WeHo?
2: I'll accept your definition, Doctor Alex, only because I know you're an expert. That means we need to have one more term that will satisfy a tiebreaker. A, tie, a tiebreaker. All right. So I'll let you each give an answer for this one. And then whoever's correct. Okay. Does that work, Dr. Alex? It does work. Okay. This is one of my favorite things to participate in. What is bobsledding? Which, by the way, would also be a good drag king name bobsledding.
1: So basically, one person lays down and they spread their butt cheeks, and then what happens is the pansexual Paul comes behind me with his... Or or, or me. Or me. or you. Oh, now you want to bobsled me? I'm just saying. You want to bobsled pansexual Paul. It's a team sport, isn't it? It's a team sport. I supplied half of it. Then tell us what happens, pansexual Paul. Yes, can you finish?
10: Oh, yes. I have no trouble finishing. The other participant comes up behind and puts his engorged member between those butt cheeks and slides back and forth.
1: Ding, ding, ding. You're both correct. So what do we do now? What do we do? I'll agree to go to Barcelona if Will from WeHo is buying.
2: Well, I would prefer you both come to WeHo and bobsled around over here.
1: You know what, Will from WeHo, you have been giving such wonderful advice that you've really grown on me. So I don't know. What do you think, Paul? Should we both buy tickets to West Hollywood? We could go anywhere in the world or we're going to go to a gay enclave <laughs> in the oh. armpit of California. Great.
2: Let's do it.
1: Perfect bobsledding weather.
2: Winter
10: sports season is coming up.
1: Ah, fuck it, let's do it Me and Pansexual Paul, we're gonna fuck for the first time in WeHo
10: You know, growing up in Scotland, that's what they often called me A WeHo <laughs>
1: I love you, pansexual Paul. I'll I see you in WeHo. Wish. We'll bobsled so that Will from WeHo has some porn that he's actually recorded and isn't waiting to buffer on his dial-up AOL connection, and then we'll take ourselves to post-ranch and fuck for real in Big sir, Good job, you guys. Thank you, Will from WeHo. Pansexual Paul, I'll fuck you soon. That is all the time we have for today, sexies. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate it, share it with your friends. Pick up a copy of my book, Never Sleep Alone, through neversleepalone.com and follow us on all the socials at Never Sleep Alone. Until next time, my cunning, courageous listeners, stay bold, stay beautiful, stay fuckable. Dr. Alex is not a real doctor. Her degree was purchased online. The views expressed in this podcast are based solely on her personal experience and should not be taken as medical advice. Names have been changed to protect the fuckable.